Welcome to the Nobody Guide to Life, where we provide tips and tools for personal growth, personal development, and your spiritual journey that you can use right now in your everyday life. I'm Melissa. And I'm J.A. You can always find out more at thenobodyguidetolife.com, and you can check out videos and find episodes on the Nobody Guide to Life YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us. So finding the courage to take the next step, making a bold move that can change the course of our lives. So many of us think about that, dream about that. And it can be hard. Life and our minds are really full of reasons not to take that next step or make that big move. That's why when we meet people who've done it, it's inspiring. And maybe we can learn something that can help us make the big decision the next time we're at the crossroads. My guest today has made that move. Patricia Brooks was stuck in a corporate job, living an uninspired life. After her dad died, she realized that we could all go at any moment. That's when she became determined to face her fears and find the courage to follow her dreams. Now she helps professionals who recognize that there is more to life than the nine to five grind. And she helps them pursue what is most meaningful to them and leave behind those regrets of what could have been. Patricia is a certified professional coach and speaker. Each week on her podcast, Discovering Courage, she explores how ordinary people have managed to begin living the extraordinary lives they were born to live. And she talks about that at her website, thecouragecatalyst.com. Patricia is also the author of two books on courage, including her latest, Live a Bold Life, Your 30-Day Mission to a Fearless Future, which recounts the boldest move of her life, leaving her corporate job and moving from the United States to the south of France where she is currently living and pursuing her dreams. Welcome to the show, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me, J.A. and Melissa. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. I would love to hear about this move to France. That, that's a huge change. What led up to that? You know, some people, I think, have had a passion for living in a foreign country or living in France most of their life. But for me, it was something that was fairly recent, Mm -hmm. and it really revolved around the language. I think French is such a beautiful language. And I picked it up again. I took it in high school Mm -hmm. and in college, but really just for the grade. Uh, But when I went back to, when I went on a trip to Quebec City, Canada, I wanted to speak French. And so I got an audio book, an audio program, language program. where I could learn French again. And after six weeks, I went and I started speaking French, bonjour. And the locals greeted me back with bonjour. And they started speaking rapid fire French after that. And I was encouraged because I didn't understand a word, but they thought my French was so good that they could have a conversation with me. And so (laughs) that led to, yeah. So that led to a couple more trips back there. And at that point, both my mom and dad had passed. And my vacations usually used to be from uh, Virginia to South Jersey to visit my mom. And I had no place to go. And so that time I was thinking, I think I want to move out of the country. But Canada was too cold for me. Sure. And so <laughs> I thought, well, it's, if the language is what is the thing that I love, I think that I might like living in France. And so I took my first trip in 2015 and thought I could see myself living there. And in 2016, I went back to find the place that I would live. And I fell in love with this town called Perpignan in the south of France, very close to the uh, Spanish border. And I that's when the seed was planted. 
that is inspiring. That takes a lot of courage to just up and move like that. That's incredible. <laughs> that's why you're doing courage. what you're doing. <laughs> well, courage and planning. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. You know, Patricia, that's actually something I was going to ask you about. Can you talk about that intersection in life between finding the courage to do what you what you want, what your passion is, and the amount of planning that goes into that? Well, yes, I think I had the dream in my heart in 2015, 2016, those first two trips, but I did not believe that I could, I could do it. You know, other people moved abroad, but not me, not Patricia, who was a homebody who never used to like to travel. That was some, something other people did. And so the first thing I had to do was get the belief that I could do it. And so I hired a coach to help me take the very first step was which was looking at what it would cost me, what I would need to have in savings in order to make that happen. And so I worked with a coach to work through that. I worked with her to talk, uh, to, to work through what the visa process looked like, what I would need to do to, to prove to uh, the French embassy that I was worthy of getting a, a, a year-long visa, uh, and then a second one this the second year. And, and it was a lot of savings, a lot of savings I had to do in order to make this move. And beyond that, once that dream really blossomed, it was just the excitement and doing the research of, okay, what apartment can I live in? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was ready. <laughs> what I love about your story, Patricia, is that it's it's practical and it's aspirational. I mean, you 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 had this seed of an idea and it started with bonjour, you know, and then it it blossomed into you actually bringing it into reality. But the message that I love that you bring to us is that it was a lot of saving. It was a lot of planning. You didn't just jump over the ocean. And I think that's a really important message, especially in this era of social media, where we think we see pictures of people with their feet in the sand and everybody's, you know, traveling the world and they make it look so easy, but it isn't so easy for everyone. So I love that you bring that message to us. And the other thing, the other piece of planning was, so I had to really get better at French because, sure. you know, my French was getting better and better. But if I was going to live here, I needed to to have that some comfort that I'd be able to communicate. So for the couple of years that I was planning, I was also listening and re-listening to that audio program so that even though some of the lessons were boring to me so that I could improve my accent so that I could, you know, just really have that comfort comfort level. And I think that that was one of the things that really helped me in the early days when you know, after the first two weeks, the first two weeks were great. It was a honeymoon period. I was on cloud nine. Right. Week three, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, no, what have I done? I've sold all my stuff. I quit my good paying job. And that language, being able to communicate and have that as a foundation really helped to steady me. Boy, if anybody's qualified to uh, help people work through this kind of thing, it sounds like you are. Right. There's a lot of us out there, Patricia, with a week three syndrome, yeah. just like you. Had. So it's 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 nice yeah. to know that there's someone out there that can relate. So this experience is what has uh, encouraged you or inspired you to help other people do the same thing, right? Yes. Well, well, I think it's, it goes back to you know, before, you know, my even the idea that I wanted to move to France, it was really at the death of my father, you know, when I was working, you know, my corporate nine to five, and I was going in and I was doing a good job because I could do my job 
well without having to put a lot of effort in. But it wasn't rewarding. It wasn't fulfilling. I love a challenge. I love to learn. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, the weekends I would go home and I would watch marathons of law and order special victims and, you know, get, you know, spiral down because that's not very uplifting. And I knew after my father died that I was wasting, you know, my intelligence, my determination, my ambition, and that that's not how I wanted to go out. (laughs) And so that's when I started to do some inner work and I, I decided to go to coach training. I did, oh, I, I, I lost, decided I was going to take control of my life in terms of I was very unfulfilled at the job that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the managers, management was not giving me the opportunities, the roles, the projects that were meteor, that were challenging. And I felt like I have all this education and I'm not using it. And that's when I said, okay, I need to take take back a little bit of control. And that's when I decided I was going to join Weight Watchers and lose weight. And I lost 75 pounds. And that's, that's when everything changed. Good for you. Wow. It's, you know, Patricia, it's so interesting because you talked back there about the inner work. And again, it's, we look at people who've moved to France or started a business or written a book. And those are very external type things. Cause you know, we can, we can hold that book or we can look at those pictures from France, but it's that inner work. It's all the inner work that led up to it. Can you talk about a little bit more about that journey of the inner work and, and what that looked like for you? Deciding to take back that control by losing weight, that really started when I was I was searching for something. I was, as I said, I was unhappy happy in that job. And I was reading self-help books and trying to figure out how I could be happy. And there was a passage in one book, a Stuart Wilde book, and it said, if you want to be accepted, accept yourself. If you want to be acknowledged, acknowledge yourself. And when I read that, I thought, wow, I have the power to do that. And I also have the power to feel like I have some control in my life instead of looking outside of myself for management to give me these media roles, I can challenge myself. And so that's what I did. And so that was the first step was really taking that step, going to Weight Watchers, doing the program, losing the 75 pounds and 13 months. And that that made me realize that I had the power within. And so that opened me up to saying, okay, I did this. Now, what are the other things that I could do? Because now I know that it's up to me. It's not up to somebody else to make my life feel like there's purpose and meaning. What else is out there? And so I started to take on hobbies. I started to write again. I had stopped writing for a long time. And I started taking creative writing classes and I took up karate and all these things that nourished my soul and made me feel just so powerful. That was, that was huge. And in the writing too, that there's a lot of internal work that comes out of writing down your thoughts and feelings. You are amazing. (laughs) I'm just sitting here listening to you talk and everything that you've done and the realizations that you've had. I mean, that's incredible. (laughs) Patricia, well, tell you. us tell us about those books. Tell us about that process of writing. Tell us about how getting all of this down into the books you've written really, really guided that inner work for you. Well, so 
my first book, which is called Growing Bold, How to Overcome Fear, Build Confidence, and Love the Life You Live, was born uh, during that second trip to France in 2016. And I was in Lyon, France, and I had just gotten back to my hotel room from a day of exploring, and I was exhausted. So I was lying on the bed, and I was drifting off to sleep. And I questioned myself. I said, Patricia, what is happening to you? How are you able to you know, travel to a foreign country all by yourself, go to four different cities by train, and really not you know, the language at that point was not, you know, a strength of mine. How could I do that when before I had been a homebody, before I didn't want to travel? And as I was drifting off to sleep, I heard a voice say, you are growing bold. Mm-hmm. And I sat bolt upright and I wrote that down and I said, that's the title of my book. And so for your question is about inner work. The book, I wrote the book to kind of unpack what had gone on in my life that was now allowing me to do these things that I could never see myself doing probably even a year before. And so I, I, I unpacked that and looked at past events in my life and how they shaped me and how they built my confidence, how they helped me to shift my perspective, how they helped me to set meaningful goals that were based on my values. And those are the three catalysts for courage. And so as I wrote, I wrote my story, I, 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 I put, poured that out onto the page. And that, in reading that, writing that, and reading that, and editing, <laughs> having that edited and being picked apart by an editor, that's, that's, a, that's some growth there too. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, that really helped me to uh, build myself up and see how much I had accomplished and recognize you know, where, you know, I wasn't so happy about some of the things I'd done and being able to be okay with that. It's so interesting because you talk about these courage catalysts. And can you go a little bit deeper into that? If you're working with somebody, so if somebody comes to you for a coaching session and you're working with them around this idea of courage and overcoming fear, what would you tell them? How would that look? How has the work you've done translated into your coaching sessions? You know, for me, when I think about courage, I'm the courage catalyst and I inspire calm confidence for bold action. And so for me, courage, a huge part of courage is about being able to decide. And then once you decide what you're going to do to actually take action. And so when I work with a client, a lot of times people may or may not know what they want to do when they do know and they're stuck, I work with them on helping them to see things in a different light. So it's, you know, it's coaching. So you're, I'm asking these questions and questioning how, how they came to that belief or that understanding of how life works and challenging them. I challenge them to go deeper and figure out where that belief came from, that they can't do something or that if they do something and they fail, that would be the end of the world. Hmm. So that's one way, you know, that I help them is through that questioning process and helping them to shift their perspective. But another way that I work with them, and in my, I have this pen to power 
program, which I work with professional women who feel frustrated with their work because they feel that their skills, experience, and unique talents go unrecognized and unrewarded. I help them to rewrite their story. And in that first, the first three weeks is the confidence boosting backstory. And so in that, I have them look back to past accomplishments and things that they didn't think they would be able to do, but they did, and they were successful at. And I have them look at those and list all of those. And then I have them pick one that speaks to them the most and have them write out how they were able to overcome all of the obstacles so that they could have success. And that becomes, you know, when they write that story, that story becomes their confidence anchor. Mm -hmm. And so anytime, you know, going forward, if they feel challenged or they doubt their abilities, they can look back to that story and say, well, I didn't think I could do that either. And I was successful with that. So I'm going to lean on that, the faith, that, that idea that, you know, I did, did something I didn't think I could do before and use that to help me move through this fear, this self-doubt, so that then I can realize this dream or goal. It's nice when you can look back on yourself telling you something as opposed to somebody else telling you something. I mean, that would be tremendously valuable. I think the thing is that we we forget so much. We forget we do so much. We right. achieve so much. But we forget it. Even if we do something spectacular, you know, in the morning, right. by evening, we're on to something else. And maybe That's we're true. focusing on the, the negative thing that happened and not that big thing that happened in the morning or maybe even a small thing. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I, I listened to you talk about this and it's something that Melissa said about hearing your own words come back to you. And we don't always we don't have someone filming our life. We don't have always have a cheerleader with us 24 seven, like you said, to remind us of the good things. And I love that you put the power back in people's own hands, literally pen to power. You, you, you empower people by putting the pen in their hands, because I think sometimes people's expectation of a coaching session is that they're going to be told what to do or they're going to be given that that pill. And and I like that that's not how you handle that. And how do you find that that's received by your clients? Do you find that there's some trepidation there at first, or do you find that people are really willing to jump in and, and write about their successes? I, I think they're willing to do it. I think the, the problem is in the beginning, before they write down that first thing is they don't think that they have these successes. Right. And then they write down one and then, then, Oh, there's this. And then sometimes they have a really long list uh, but in the beginning, they weren't sure where they were going to find these examples. Now, we've talked about kind of your process. Once you've, once you've got people kind of focusing on what their passions are or what their goals are, what, what's the next step? Well, you know, if somebody's afraid to take that next step, then what, what do you encourage them to do? My mission is to help as many people as possible not have regrets about mm-hmm. what they wish they had done but didn't do because they were afraid to do it. Cool. And so that's really a driving force in, in, in everything I do. Okay. And so I help them to 
recognize that life is short. Right. That we don't know when our end will come. Mm-hmm. But in recognizing that we ha- when we have a dream and we don't go for that, we are selling ourselves and and those other people who can be positively impacted by us realizing our dreams, we're selling them short as well. And so mm-hmm. I look to, I focus on sometimes the idea that life is short. Do you want to have a regret about doing this? Mm-hmm. So that's one way that I kind of try to really kind of shift their thought about, oh, you know, maybe I'll do it tomorrow or or next year or, you know, two years from now. I really kind of get them to get a sense of urgency because, as I said, we're not promised tomorrow. Right. Are are there examples that you give people? You talked about your, you know, we, we know you have your podcast. Are there ways, are there stories that you share on that um, that can inspire people if they're feeling a little nervous? Yes, I actually um, just wrote a, a blog post uh, today about, you know, how to find the courage to take action, how to find the courage to make a decision and act. Right. And, you know, three three podcast guests came up um, and there's what they do to move through their, their fears um, came up. And I wrote about that. Mm-hmm. And one person said that what she does is she... She one of the reasons that we get stuck and we don't move forward is we imagine the the worst, absolute worst case scenario and something that may be really fantastic mm-hmm. that probably would never happen. But we focus on that and that paralyzes us. So mm-hmm. she takes that worst case scenario and she says, OK, so if that were to happen, then what could happen? Then what could happen? Then what could happen? And she goes down to to the end of that scenario and questions herself okay well if that were to happen I really want to do this thing here but if that were to happen would I be able to rebound from that and how realistic is that how likely is that to happen right and in in doing that she sees something more real more realistically Mm -hmm. and even maybe has started to troubleshoot Oh, well, I want to do this thing. Oh, but this could happen. Okay, well, how could I make sure that doesn't happen? And in and it's kind of amazing because in doing that, she's actually taking action. So that's that's one way that that's one example that I use. Sure. I think that's great because it empowers it empowers anxiety because if you once you acknowledge it and start to unpack it, sometimes it starts to unravel. So Patricia, with all of your experience and all the things you've done, What's a tip or tool that you can give us that we can use in our journeys of personal and spiritual growth? I think there were two that I was toying with. Um, the one I, I think I want to share is asking yourself these questions that will help to shift your perspective. And as I said, you know, it was my mission to help as many people not have regrets at the end of their lives. Uh, one question that another podcast guest shared with me that really was <laughs> profound and it was not scripted it was just in the moment but that really supports my mission is that when he he, he explained that he was a little bit scared to go, go on the discover and courage podcast and he was thinking about postponing the day before 
And I asked him, well, but you're here today. You didn't. Well, how did you get through? And he said that what he did was he asked himself, at the end of the day tomorrow, how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel disappointment with myself or do I want to feel proud of myself? And so I think and he, he went on to say that, you know, our lives are the accumulation of our days and how we feel about what we did or didn't do in those days. And so at the end of our life, he at the end of his life, he wanted to have more days where he felt proud of himself than he felt disappointed with himself. And so ask yourself the question, this tip, ask yourself the question the next time that you are feeling fear or self-doubt about something that you want to do when you know you're getting ready to step out of your comfort zone, ask yourself the question, how do I want to feel at the end of today? Do I want to feel disappointed with myself or do I want to feel proud of myself? That's a good tip. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you can't hide from that. You, that's an answer you can't hide from. You're going to feel one way or another. And if you if you say you don't want to have regrets, then that really lights a fire under you to to make it to take a make a move yeah push through yeah that's right well that is wonderful advice and that brings us to the end of this episode of the nobody guide to life patricia thank you so so much for being on the show from so far away we really appreciate it oh thank you thank you melissa thank you jay and i want to remind our listeners if you have a passion keep it alive. Even if you can't take the next big step yet, it's okay. Write about your passion. Think about your passion. Learn the language of a country you want to go to. Take one small step each day to keep the fire burning. And then one day when you feel the time is right, make your move. You can find out more about Patricia Brooks's coaching programs at thecouragecatalyst.com. And you can also find her books there, including Growing Bold, How to Overcome Fear, Build Confidence, and Love the Life You Live, and Live a Bold Life, Your 30-Day Mission to a Fearless Future. And you can also listen to her podcast. It is really great. We'll have the links to all of this in our show notes. So you can always check out more episodes at thenobodyguidetolife.com or on the Nobody Guide to Life YouTube channel. Find us on Instagram at J.A. Plosker and at Melissa Plosker. We love to hear from you. Or join the Facebook community, The Nobody Guide to Life, Simple Spirituality and Personal Growth. If you liked what you heard on this episode, please consider sharing it with someone you know, someone who may need the courage to take their next bold step. Keep practicing and have a good week.